Welcome to Talk 30 to Me, a show where we talk about the perspective of 30-somethings on life. My kid is an asshole. Love. Did I tell you about the girl that dumped me twice in a week? And the never-ending pursuit of fulfillment. My name is Anthony, but most people just call me Turd. And I'm Randy Z. Let's start the show. So this week on Talk 30 to Me, we're going to be discussing a topic that kind of wraps everything up and kind of... As Randy so succinctly put it, but refuses to share on air, this is the pinnacle of the millennial struggle. (laughs) You can't even say the word. That's why it makes sense. (laughs) Pinnacle. Say it with me. Pinnacle. Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) You're dumb. So millennials are often perceived as being shallow. Self-involved, self-righteous, little pompous assholes. Why sounds, is this? Sounds about right. <laughs> Fuck, I fucked you up right there. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Why is this? I'm perplexed. I think it's because of American gladiators. Oh, wow. We're going to get into some shit today, aren't we? <laughs> so before we get any further, let's go ahead and introduce this. Fuck, Fuck millennials. millennials. And their sense of being shallow. So what makes us so fucking shallow? You mentioned American Gladiators. I really want to hear about where you're going with that. (laughs) I don't know why that popped in my head. I mean, okay, I I can kind of see where you're going, though. We we could make some arguments because of American Gladiators and being able to go against, you know, your perceived heroes, Nitro and whoever else. Who was my favorite? It was one of the chicks. Um, Turbo. No, which one was Turbo? I don't know. She was the really buff one? Probably. Was that even a chick or was it a dude and you're trying to mislead me here? Possibly both. Anyway, there are a lot of, yeah, a lot of really physically fit, arguably steroid laden (laughs) gladiators in that arena. You think they had steroids? (laughs) Oh, did I just shatter (laughs) your fucking childhood? (laughs) Fuck, if Barry Bonds could do it. Oh, no, no. he didn't. (laughs) I, I think that's a good kind of parallel right there because they were pretty fucking legit like at what they did. I mean, okay, if that's what you did and all you did and this motherfucker was coming into your house the first time ever, you're going to you're gonna handle that. Yeah. That was business taken care of before business even started. Right. Like that was before business hours were even posted. <laughs> right? It was like... <laughs> The library is now closed before it fucking opened. How does that happen? Well, it happened on American Gladiators. That motherfuckers got handled. But here's the thing. It wasn't you competing against a gladiator. It was you competing against a gladiator competing against another competitor. Right? Because you had the red and the blue. Right. And it wasn't whether or not you could beat the gladiator. It's if you could get beat down less than your opponent, in essence, right? Well, I think that's just a, a great analogy for life. Who can sustain the longest? And that's who's going to win. You may not be the most talented because you're not a gladiator, but as long as you're better than who you're going up against, you're going to turn out the winner. Shit, that was deep. I think these late hours get you a little bit more uh, feisty. <laughs> huh? they, get you, they get the juices flowing a little bit more. So how does that translate into being shallow, though? I mean, who wants to be the average Joe? You want to be the gladiator. You want to be the standard for for fit. You want to be the standard for 
Uh, what was that one where they stood on two islands and had giant Q-tips? Oh, the joust. The joust. That was my favorite. It was mine too. No, Actually, you know what mine was? Was when they uh, had to do the bicycle with their hands. Okay. I think that was the obstacle that course. That was the obstacle course, yeah. My favorite, I think the regular competition had to be the tennis ball one. Yes. Where they were shooting. Yes. That was so brutal. It was like some I people would get pegged. One. Yeah. And if you pay attention, and I watched these uh, a few years back when they were still being kind of cycled through. If you pay attention, they weren't all shot at equal speeds. Really? Yeah. Because it was like there was an inconsistency in the way they were shot. And this makes perfect sense because of, of the diameter of the tennis ball. The tennis ball would morph the more it was used. Mm. And any tennis player would know. This is why if you watch tennis, the tennis players exchange balls so often because they get warped. And they stop bouncing the way that they're intended on bouncing. So the way the air gun was composed, it was like a giant fucking potato gun on a pedestal, right? Yeah. You're getting shot. And some of these would just kind of like. Yeah. <laughs> and they would just fall, right? And then one would shoot, would take a guy's fucking head off, right? Yeah. It was nuts. But it was just funny. Stupid fucking tangential observation. But if you ever watch American Gladiator, pay attention. Still one of my favorites. The other one was um, where they had to maneuver around the Gladiator to put the ball in the little basket. Yeah. Those were fun, too. too. Yeah. Um, there were a couple of stupid ones. But, uh, oh, the the when you had to climb the pyramid. All the way to the top, one. and then they would kind of pull you off. Or was it the wall? Oh, it was a wall. The rock climbing wall. Yeah, but I think that was part of the obstacle, wasn't it? No, I don't think so, no. Oh, it was a timed event. I don't remember, to be honest. And then the ref with the whistle. Yeah. When you, yeah. I, that's funny. Anyway, enough about the walk down memory lane. <laughs> so you mentioned something that really kind of hit it for me, and we can kind of parallel today. And that is when you mentioned that everybody wants to beat the gladiator. Everybody wants to be at the peak physical fitness, right? Mm -hmm. And that, in essence, can be perceived as shallow. But I think we take it a step further as a generation. And I think you might know where I'm going with this, but social media has something to do with it. Oh, okay. I see. Where you, you can still lead me. I'm kidding. <laughs> no. You can take a horse to water. <laughs> Then you'd have to shoot the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, straight up and down, we know that we're talking about Instagram. Or maybe you didn't, but now you do. Right. I'm not talking about Flickr, you old motherfucker. <laughs> or uh, what's the other one? Um, photo bucket. Photo bucket. Yeah. <laughs> and French there. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, my God. I still have shit in there. Oh, dear. Anyway, so, yeah, we're talking about Instagram. Right. So what, when I say, when we say, rather, Instagram, what's the first thing that pops into your head? I mean, it's different for me because of how I've curated my timeline, which has also changed lately. But we won't get into that. I follow a lot more photographers. So my thing is different than what the average person might perceive. Don't look at me like that. I'm not average. <laughs> but I have a lot of these... And I don't know why. I might have clicked one. I was like, okay. Just one? Just one. <laughs> you know, these these fitness chicks, right? Mm -hmm. I might have just clicked one. I was curious. I was like, what's this about? Yoga pants? Okay, I'm interested. <laughs> right? <laughs> you have me at yoga pants. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just cascaded into fucking madness. It's like, that's all I see now. And it begs the question, what is it that you do that's different than the 99 million other fucking 
yoga pant wearing motherfuckers on Instagram, men included, mm. that work out in front of a fucking mirror and just videotape themselves. Yeah. Videotape. Record themselves. <laughs> Showing my age. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so what is it? What, what's so different? I think Instagram really just perpetuates that shallow mentality. You know, I, I understand where you're coming from, and I don't necessarily agree. Okay, hold on. I think Instagram amplifies that shallow mentality. How about that? What did you say the first time? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Perpetuates. Perpetuates. Okay, so I, I, I think I agree with Amplify because you're going to have your average Instagram user who's looking at uh, influencers that are getting hundreds and thousands of likes and they're like, oh, if I just put on yoga pants, I'm going to get that too. Right. And you see a timeline that they're creating or curating that's filled with selfies thinking that they're going to get the same kind of results. Whereas these influencers have a strategy behind the way they post, right? You have your, your business, your, your paid, your thirst trap. And then the, the cycle repeats. Um, what the hell is a thirst trap, though? A thirst trap is it's essentially capitalizing on sex appeal to get the attention, right? So you bring people in on a thirst trap post, and then you push your product with the next post. Ah, uh, okay. So you get that follow, and then they see they see that post, and then right behind it, they see like a product placement, like a shoe or a yoga pant. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yoga pant. So time. it's it, it's basically catfishing, right? Not so much catfishing as much as it is a uh, like a bait and switch. Man, all these fucking terms. Okay, yeah. so it's a modern day bait and switch, essentially. Yeah, selling that, using that booty to sell that shoe. Yeah, because you get women that that'll they know that they are attractive, and if they post provocative photos, they'll get likes and attention. And you got guys coming over here thinking just because they post provocative photos means that they're you know trying to have sex with them or whatever the case is. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, out of the 100, 200,000 followers, yeah, you're going to be the one. Yeah. Dude. Now that, what, that, that, is that the audacity, is that entitlement? Is that? <laughs> that's entitlement, yeah, that's totally, it's like, oh, I see that booty on there, it might as well be mine, because everybody else fucking sees it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm entitled to that booty. And so, you know, you get the you get the likes, you get the followers up, and then you drop a product. And... That's kind of misleading, and that kind of upsets me, too. And I've seen a lot of that, a lot of that. And even if it's not like direct product placement, it's indirect. It's like subliminal messaging. You're looking at this chick working out, and right there is like a brand name something. And you might not realize it off the bat, but that is something that definitely happens, and it's been happening. It's just taken a different shape and form, and we're using a different medium for it, right? Yeah. So we're using, we're preying on people's naivety, right? By exacerbating the fact that our generation is really just shallow. Like we, we really, I mean, the only reason you're on that Instagram profile or that page is primarily because you're in it for the looks and people are preying on you for it. Yeah. How fucked up is that? I mean, at least back in the day, okay, bait and switch is nothing new, right? But it was a lot less prevalent or maybe not a lot less prevalent but a lot less impactful you know i think we were talking about this a while back and you know the videotape dating right you brought that up to me and i was like what the fuck is videotape dating yeah i mean i remember hearing about it as a kid 
but uh, I recently saw it highlighted again. I got the refresher, I guess you could say, watching mm-hmm. an episode of The Goldbergs, which is a sitcom that takes place in the 80s. Okay. And, you know, people would pretty much record themselves on an on a old VHS as their dating profile, and they'd mail it out, and they'd get tapes back in. If you like the person, you'd call them. If not, you'd <laughs> send the tape on or something like that. I'm not really sure how it worked. But I, I think, I mean, there's def- there had to have been ways to what we now call as catfishing. There had to be ways to be catfished. Yeah, I'm sure that was easy to do back then, too, on a VHS. It's like, how easy was it to lie, you know, and that person wouldn't even know? And you would get them on a date, maybe, you know, if you lied well enough. Well, I'm I'm assuming that they, these companies that were the, the, the video dating sources, they probably hired talent to make videos, and they would just send the tapes. Oh. And the person would get a subscription to get the tapes. Okay. And then they'd call the person, and they just never get the response back. I'm assuming that's how it would work. Huh? Wow. Yeah, no, that's definitely, yeah, that's fucked up. It's pretty fucked up. Not as fucked up as you advertising yoga pants on the internet right now and someone, or not advertising yoga pants, but advertising that ass in yoga pants. Right. Someone clicking on your profile only to see like a product placement link in your bio or or even worse, some people would just post a gift link. <laughs> you know, like that's fucked up too. Like, oh, these are all the gifts that I want and these are all product placements. Yeah. Probably, yeah, they could be. I, I mean, you just become collateral damage in someone else's business plan. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, 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 what's the detriment to the person that's involved in that? You know how? And I guess it could kill their confidence if their self esteem isn't that high. If they're going after this person because they think, oh, you know, she's putting herself out there like that on on the internet, she must be a slut or she must be this or whatever the case is. So I'm just gonna, you know. Holler at her for, through the DM. Put my name in the hat. Yeah, through the DM. <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen that recently. It's like, does that shit never works? So why try it? You know, I don't know. I, I, I don't either. And and that's the thing. It's so impersonal now. You're being flooded with messages, right? Mm-hmm. To the point where it's just like money in the bank. It's like dopamine. You're storing that shit away for a rainy day. It's like you're getting tons of messages, tons of likes, tons of comments. See, I mean, I think I think there's a fine line between that because you have people that have the millions of followers and that are monetizing this use. I don't know that it's it's so much vanity driven really? as much as much as it's part of their I think thirst trap is a big ploy to get their followers up, which in turn helps them capitalize on that that number, which is their follower count. Yeah, I guess. But for the people that are mm. doing like I I've had to unfollow friends that just post selfies like i i am if your pictures aren't interesting to me i'm gonna unfollow i'm straight up and down and yeah. if you're if, if all i see is like selfies i don't really care about like you sitting in a room or you sitting you know at work or you sitting at a coffee shop i i just don't i, I want to see I, I want you to like entertain me that's why i'm on there okay so you're a different type of consumer i'm a different type of consumer so i don't like to like use my ex- my experiences too much as as a status quo because i'm yeah. just very particular but when people do that, I actually make it a point not to like people's selfies. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I don't. Oh, yeah, I don't give too. the. I think everybody does though, to an extent. Really? Then who are those other two thousand people? Not every. Okay. There. There are some people that just oh selfie cool. Yeah. Double click. Yeah. Okay. Might yeah. just be habit. Maybe they like everything. Maybe they do. There are I, a lot of people that do. But that. I try to uh, if they post something cool, I'll make sure I like it. Maybe oh, yeah. leave a comment. Try to get that positive reinforcement on like cool content. And then I won't do anything for stuff that I think is dumb. But that's the thing. I mean, going back to what you said, your collateral damage is someone else's world. That, that's a perfect way of putting it. 
they don't really know the impact. But going back to what I previously said, I still think that those are vanity-driven enterprises, even the ones that are the thirst traps, as you so succinctly put it. That's an interesting <laughs> fucking uh, I didn't create that. That's the that. actual real... No, yeah, I, I believe it. I mean, um, you're not that creative, for one. And wow. Two, <laughs> I was fuck with you. But that is definitely one of those things where you look at it and... It has to be vanity-driven because they know what they got. They know their IP. Their IP is their physical fitness, their physical condition. If they fall out of that at any point in time throughout their timeline, they're not going to be a marketable asset anymore. They're done. So it has to be vanity-driven. I, I think I, I disagree with that, that statement primarily because I, I don't think you can go through and not have some element of vanity folded in to that whole enterprise i i you know i think it's definitely a case-by-case -case basis because there are some people that find internet fame off of a a meme or you know they had something they post that goes viral so people are not checking for them but for the most part i think most people that are let's say influencers they're pretty strategic with their posting and and they know that what's going to drive traffic they know their consumer fair enough but how about this Okay, if we are the product of uh, a reality TV world, right, which in essence we are, and you've argued this uh, offline, I believe. Yeah. And it's something that we, we have to factor into the way that we've evolved as a, as a generation. Why wouldn't it be that it is vanity driven? It is all for self-interest. It is all for the fact that we are shallow creatures living in a world where if the attention and the focus is not centered around us, we don't give a fuck about it. I mean, this goes back to every, this is kind of like chaining together all the topics that we've, we've talked about. You know, you have your entitlement, you have your selfishness, you have your laziness. It all boils down to us being perpetually shallow. In essence, just caring about ourselves, our outcome, our success, our fulfillment, whatever you want to, Whatever you want to say, paint it in any light. I think that has a lot to do with what we're exposed to, right? And through our formative years, there was that huge shift in, in television. Because, you know, in the early, late 90s, early 2000s, I didn't have cable. And a lot of programming was centered around Survivor, which is reality TV, mm -hmm. Big Brother, mm -hmm. reality TV. And what other show, The Apprentice, or whatever other shows this it might have been. This all was derived from, I have to say this, the real world. Yes, real world. And real world rules. Yes, I remember right? that. You're right. That definitely was it. Those and, were like the first reality TV yeah, shows. They, they really were. And that is very influential on us because that's what we we're exposed to. So that now puts us in a position to to strive for that. That's what we're aiming for. You know, instead of, you know, the Doogie Howser where everybody at 16 wanted to be the next Doogie Howser, be a doctor. Now you have people that are striving to be the next reality TV star. And so you go from, was it real, real world? Yeah, real world. To teen mom, right? Yeah. And it just progressively gets worse, in my opinion, as far as like programming and, and, and shows that were, I guess they're, they're cultural influences. Yeah, and it's a it's a cultural influence to the extent that it's actually transformed the way that we consume media. So now it's become very okay. We talked about this um, 
previously where we are just consuming at such an enormous rate. And I think it's just the, when we talked about excess, we are consuming at such an enormous rate that it becomes almost impossible for us to actually measure what it is that we are consuming. So we completely detach the idea that something is essentially shallow or self-involved from this person that's posting it. And we look at it objectively now. We look at it like this is just the way things are now. Yeah. So that changes, excuse what we see as a standard for shallow. I think we have a lower tolerance. It would be lower tolerance or higher tolerance? Higher tolerance. I think we have a higher tolerance now for what we, what we deem shallow. You know, with people that are striving to be reality stars or now this whole movement of influencers, which I think is going to be short-lived, it's it's going to yeah. change. Hopefully um, it does. You have people that are, you know, it's great that they're carving their own career, but it, it changes the messaging we send to our kids, right? Or even the younger millennials. Right. They're striving for completely different career objectives because, I mean, new careers that are now prominent careers weren't in existence when we were in high school. Yeah, that's true. You know, and that's, who's to say what kind of careers are going to be, you know, popular 10, 15 years from now. Yeah. Right. They're probably not even been created yet. Yeah. So it, it has altered, everything revolves around the exposure and what there is available to you. So if this is what's available, this is going to completely shift a generation as far as what they're striving for and what they're looking to do. So this, this influencer thing is relatively new within the last five years. Yeah. Where that evolves to, I'm not entirely sure. Will it get worse? I don't think it'll get worse. I mean, as far as the shallowness goes and the, and the just you're devoid of all. I don't think it'll get worse, but I, I think we're going to see an influx of the Truman Show. Jim Carrey's movie. A lot of people just being being watched and people subscribing to your life yeah and living your life vicariously yeah because right now like the huge thing oh, is, is is vlogging right there was a few quintessential vloggers now everyone's starting a vlog you know what i mean let's I, start a vlog i have one i'm fucking with you i don't want to start a vlog you're in it oh shit i guess i'm on a vlog now it's okay how much do i owe you uh 1600 <laughs> you'll get that never <laughs> pennies if it's pennies, I got you. I only accept two dollar bills, so. Ooh. But going back to what I was, the point I was making of vlogging, right? A lot of these people started off as very much average Joes, just documenting their lives, and then their lives kind of took off, and they became very interesting. Mm. And there's there's that gap between when you are starting out and then when you become good, and I think the next pocket of creators is going to be who can be the best average person whoa damn i that's what really? i think is yeah I th so we're lowering the bar i think so because you have you have the entertainment of like that's never attainable but i like to watch it because i can live vicariously through this person yeah but then you have also the people that are i know exactly what that person is going through i've been through that so they want oh. that they, they need someone that they can relate to and so, not feel so off the beaten path okay so something more attainable yeah wow Something that you might actually want to attain even. Or just you're living through and you feel like this person can relate to you and you're not alone. So reality TV 2.0 will be... Like your peer peer group, essentially. Wow. 
That's weird. I never, fuck, I, I would never think about that. So we're, we would essentially be transitioning away from the vanity and the shallow element and, and substantiating or trying to fulfill our lives with that and, unattainable and making it more like on the level. Yeah, embracing wow. embracing the flaws, so to speak. That's a good foreshadowing. I don't know. I mean, hey, you have it here on record right now. And if that shit happens, I'll give you pro- I'll buy you lunch. <laughs> Chicken club, please. No, there's a maximum of five dollars. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not made of money, motherfucker. <laughs> five years from now I might be, but I'm not right now. But you might also have four more mouths. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep pumping them out. <laughs> wow. But for as much as millennials are pegged as being shallow, I think they're being disruptive enough with our system to redefine what the interest is. Because I think we are a product of what quote unquote is shallow is because of what we are given. And now we're in a position to create what we want to see, right? With, with the, the, would it be advent? Yeah. With the advent of YouTube and, you know, the, the common creator, so to speak, the masses let you know what's going to be popular and what is what is interesting so i mean only time will tell end of the day but i think that's where the the big social change is going to come as far as what we're consuming so essentially then the perception that we are shallow is actually a misconception because it's not really being shallow it's not really our endeavors are not entrenched in selfishness or not really selfishness i would say in vanity right that would be the better word for it yeah it's actually marketing it's just marketing on steroids it's marketing to a demographic that's actually consuming that marketing and pursuing whatever it's trying to tell you right and now and people just don't know it i yeah i i think that's absolutely it shit Right, because like I said, we grew up on reality TV. I mean, of course, there was other programming, but what was more popular than reality TV? MTV was king. Right, exactly. And, and so, that was it. So now with 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 YouTube and being able to create our own content, you can create what you want to see or find people that are creating what it is that you're looking for specifically. Mm. Yeah, there's a market for you, right? Right. You'll so find it. YouTube helps us bypass the gatekeepers of production companies. Right. But that's that's the point I was trying to make. Technology has allowed us to bypass the gatekeepers. So I guess we've kind of debunked the fact that we might not necessarily be as shallow as we're perceived. Although I'm still kind of skeptical because, man, Instagram is just full of fucking people just posting their ass. For I'm no not reason. saying there aren't people that are narcissistic. I'm not saying that there aren't people that are out there just for <laughs> the likes so many. and not doing anything with that attention i i just want to highlight the fact that there are a lot of smart people that know what their assets are and are capitalizing (laughs) on them while they can i see what you did there and (laughs) i applaud you for that and yes you're absolutely right and i think you hit the nail on the head when you said that effort might have catalyzed other people perceiving that marketing as something other than marketing and more along the lines of vanity and then they pursued it. And they might not necessarily be vain themselves, or they might not have been, but now they they very much are a part of that problem and not a part of the solution, right? Yeah. 
And that's the sad part. And that's the way our society has kind of transitioned and it's conditioned people to think that way and to feel that way. And I really, I don't know. I don't hope it goes in the direction that what you're saying it will. I really don't. That's kind of creepy. It's kind of like some kind of borderline fucking sadistic. Like, how is that? That is nowhere near sadistic. You're watching someone else live for the purpose of them living because you're not living. No, and the no, Truman no, no, show. No. The Truman show was fucked up. The Truman show is fucked up. I use that as an extreme example. I'm talking about people creating. That's very real, though. I yeah. mean, not that your life is going to be completely choreographed. No, it's not. It's but definitely the fact that your curated. life is going to be, yeah. But there's going to be Ugh. levels of uh, attainability to it or oh, accessibility. Yeah, I guess it's not going to be like you're watching a sloth or anything. You just right. Imagine you happen to stumble upon a show where there's there's a guy that's in a transitional phase who just recently had two kids, starting a new career, mm-hmm. and he's just trying to figure it out. Would that interest you or would that deter you because I don't want, I want to escape? Do I want to escape reality or do I want to see how he's going to figure it out? No, I think I would escape reality at that point. I don't want... That's why I don't click on those, on those things. I don't want people selling me shit I don't want or think I need. And, and it's not for that matter. It's just for giving them the satisfaction of knowing that they have one additional like and that like is mine. <laughs> right? That like is mine and you're not going to fucking have it. You're so selfish. That's my... Oh, shit. <laughs> and I think that about wraps up everything that we think about millennials for... For now. For now. <laughs> yeah. We might come back around. I think we will. I'm sure we will. I hope we do. And you know what? If you have anything to say or want to drop us a line about it, any one of these episodes about millennials that you thought might you know you want to elaborate on or you just want to voice your overall angst toward us for whatever reason because people are typically angry when we offend them by inadvertently offend them or offend them by proxy let us know randy where can the people find you you can find me anywhere and everywhere at i am randy z and you can find me at Turg Says No. And as we like to say, fuck, fuck millennials. Thank you for subscribing to another episode of Talk 30 to Me. We hope you enjoy it and continue to share it with friends. Make sure you stop by our website at talk30tome.com for more content and information about the podcast. Rate us on iTunes. And if you really like what you hear, make sure you hit that donate button. Really appreciate it. For Talk 30 to Me, I'm Turg. And I'm Randy Z. Peace. How do we usually start these things off? I forget, but that's a good enough for me. Let's start. So let's do this. <laughs> Why would I say that again? I don't know. <laughs>
are fit or look great or have these godlike physiques are in yoga pants. In yoga pants. Uh, I mean, yoga pants are just like godlike creations, right? I mean, yes. Thank you. Yoga yeah. pant creator. Whoever you are. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.